Blog Talk Radio. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what. Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the tribal nation's business. Tribal nation is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But Gary Hart, tell you what. You have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring Stick. anything you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go. Do you know why? I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. Hmm? How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking man me? out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is you can run Nicky Split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. You go to the border has a lot of bad habits. But only ones that help me survive. Don't deprive yourself of the full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's jumping Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. I guess what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat out of shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have. This is the way life is. If Ollie wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Rhodes, do all that, he'll do it. And Nikita, if I want you, all three of them, to hold you, I'm going to slap you, I'm going to spit on you, I'm going to kick you, and I'm going to go. This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts, Ryan Cook. He's walking up the ramp with with Sami Zayn and it's saying, now qualified for Money in the Bank. And they're advertising that. They cut to a small graphic showing Sami Zayn on one side, the other side, and the center of it says, Sami Zayn tells all with Bobby Lashley's sister. And Alex Mello. Robo Takahashi versus everybody. I, I thought I was going to have to give him a eulogy after the, the intense main event on night two of Battle of the Super Juniors. But boy, howdy, uh, did that match live up uh, not only to my expectations, but I'm hoping yours as well. Ladies and gentlemen, late night episode, tw- I almost said 23. Whoa. <laughs> 60. Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy, um, this Moose guy, whew. Yeah, I, I, so I take it you're on the main event? Yes, I, um, boy, howdy, this pay-per-view <laughs> has made me love professional wrestling again. It's, it's, I've been it, I from... on both Japan and, of course, here stateside as of late, but this show reinvigorated my fire of what wrestling is, and we'll get into that, I'm sure later on in the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, second fall, we're talking the fantastic Impact Wrestling Slammiversary, the 16th Slammiversary. Can you believe there's been hey, 16 
It's no, that's crazy. We're going to give our top five uh, X Division championship matches in Slammiversary history history as well, right? I can't wait for Alex's list on this one. Um, (laughs) Petey Williams, is he going to be in any of them? Probably. Find out. (laughs) Well, we'll also, uh, news and rumors, we're going to tie into that second fall. I don't really have anything, so I'm going to put it in uh, Alex's court. (laughs) I totally forgot to look. I was... I and, and this is part of the reason why the first fall that I we'll, we're going inside the universe early. We're not doing news and rumors. I started raw last week, and after the first five minutes or so, I turned it off. And until today, I didn't finish it because I was so I, I said screw it. Um, I got done saying to Demetrius last week, "Why does American wrestling suck? American wrestling is trash." <laughs> and you know, aside from ROH best in the world, I haven't cared about ROH either. But I'll tell you what, this impact pay-per-view was tremendous. So we got to put that in the second slot, obviously closing out tonight. Nights four through seven, G1 Climax, almost to the halfway point, Alex. It's been a... It's Talk been about a- American wrestling. I mean, it seems like New Japan's pulling out some, some raw or attitude era WCW impact wrestling DQ type of match. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's been weird. But I'll say one thing, at least if they go, if if they're going to try something, they stay consistent. Correct. And that's, I, you are 100% correct on that. I do at least appreciate that with all the, the run-ins, but I'll tell you what, I love Red Shoes dropping the double birds and saying, hell no, you're DQ'd. That was awesome. That I was like, okay, that was cool. That was a, finally, the refs fire back at the firing squad but <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll get we'll get into all that as we discussed uh but yeah we um hey alex we got new commercial blocks what i'm excited new commercial yeah blocks. new commercial blocks drop tonight you know what else for- is exciting for What's all that? you deer hunters out there of course we know we've been uh proudly presenting and representing fml solutions inc ryan here with all you know, all the deer hunters out there, but of course we know the season is a coming, and we are here at Strong Stop Media and of course WrestleCast Radio, um, essentially looking to save you a little bit of money so you can get that awesome deer stand at FML Solutions Inc. That's FML Solutions Inc. dot com. Um, all you have to do is go into the contact. Oh, uh, <laughs> Alex just got kicked by a deer, apparently. <laughs> Uh, as he was saying, go into the thread, post the word strong style. I believe it is. It's strong style, not strong style media, just strong style. And you will get, I believe, $100 off your deer stand. So that is a tremendous deal. The guys over at FML Solutions have been fantastic with us. I've loved every minute of it. We're going to take that break real quick here while we get Alex back in the booth. Oh, I see Demtris jumping in. Demtris, we got new commercials, baby. It's going to be tremendous. I'm excited. We're coming right back. We're opening the show. We're going inside the universe because Raw, oh, Raw, why did you do this to me, Raw? Don't go away, WrestleCast Radio. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product 
manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. When you send a message, your name will identify you to the other caller. Record your name after the tone. Hey yo, it's Sportscast Radio. You need to record a new greeting to record after the tone. Hit any key when you're done. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jiskra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. You're connected. Say hi. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host Alex Mello every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blog talk. Radio.com forward slash strong style media as well. And you know, you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is $1 billion. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With a B. This is, this is, this is money. I, I know what that is. Play DraftKings free $100,000 contest week one. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. code strong style in the comment section <laughs> section on fml solutions inc at fml solutions inc.com <laughs> I, I i finished up what i knew of the promo <laughs> uh by the way alex our wrestlecast intro that was us uh that was a back to the future thing we were really in the tokyo dome and Suzuki was about to come out, so we had to stop the promo. That's why it cut off, so we could do Kaze Ninare. So that was why. Uh, yeah, that was tight. <laughs> and shout out to Jordan with awesome. the anywhere. That made my Why night. is he all woof? He's like the new, uh, I don't know, man. He, he got my motor running. He's yeah. the new Billy to my truck, apparently. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> shout out to... Uh, do you remember whose music that was that we uh, just let in with, Alex? Uh, no, but you know what I had the greatest realization of this weekend? Hmm. That Yoshihashi looks like the new Japan Marty Jannetty. 
and even gets the same reaction as Marty Jannetty. And it's terrible wrestling music too. Yes, like I hear Generic this throwing awful music, and I'm like, who? Oh, it's Yoshihashi. But to be fair, I I am excited to talk about his his match with Michael Elgin when we get to it. But to That's be a really fair, good match. Yes. Hell of, a, uh, hell of a showing, I would say, so far. Um, Alex, here's your one clue. Or two clues you have. Uh, one, the man whose entrance music we heard uh, shares the same name as you. What? Okay. What's clue two? He was on the Netflix season one TV show of Glow. Uh, what? Not Carlito. But is it that manager of the other Caribbean superstar? <laughs> Demtra's got it correct. No, it's not. He um he got it on. You could say when he was the good guy wrestler with uh with the main character uh that that the uh, Miss Miss USA chick. Oh, I didn't see that part. I guess. Oh, I thought you I watched like, the whole. I didn't see like the first. I didn't see like the first three episodes. I like started like at episode four. Okay, I think, because I thought this was near the end of the season, but I could be wrong. Uh, that was a theme song of Alex Riley. Alex Riley? What? Wow, he must have aged terribly, because I had not noticed that there was one Alex Riley. <laughs> I guess shout out to Demtris for knowing that. Yeah, he oh, said Alex nice response. bitch ass was his answer. <laughs> also, See, in that Slammiversary episode, which, by the way, this whole episode of WrestleCast Radio tonight should just be TNA. Wow, what happened? Sorry, not TNA Impact Wrestling. Um, Brown on Brown Violence, that tag team championship match. Wow. And God, I can't wait to talk about like some of the stuff that they were saying on oh, it's just it's in, it is incredible. Now, all right, let's let's get through this BS first part of the show so we can get to Impact. Because we advertise it, we got to do it. You mean Brock Sampson from the new episode or the new season of the Venture Brothers? I I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said BS. Yeah, now, real quick, you know, I I saw you mentioned we're done talking WWE. We're only talking 205 NXT in UK. Did you watch 205 Live from last week? No, no. How come Noam Dar? How come Noam, or not Noam Dar, Drew Gulak gave this dude Danny Garcia a backdrop driver like Kenta Kobashi and almost killed him? Whoa. He, the bell rings, he clotheslines him, he picks him up and gives him a straight Masawa backdrop driver on his skull and then puts him in a, in a guillotine choke and leg scissors like Sonata and it's over. And I'm like, oh my God, Drew Gulak just killed somebody. It's brutal. I thought it would just be by his charm, but apparently in his in-ring action as well. We'll look it up if you guys didn't, but let's get to the fun. Uh, Like I said, I got about 10 minutes into this, and then I have to digest it. We see see the opening, you know, obviously Kurt Angle's out there with Paul Heyman, fun little segment, talking about he will accept and wrestle at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, here... Uh, I mean, here comes Finn Balor, here comes Bobby Lashley, you know, uh, guys, you know, these guys won matches, so it made sense, Elias, who had been on the card, but he comes out, Drew McIntyre comes out, who, um, you know, hadn't been on the, you know, wasn't on the card, but he should be in that bunch, (laughs) for sure. 
Um, he may have lost an Iron Man match, but I was cool with Seth Rollins coming out. Um, mm-hmm. But then here comes Roman Reigns. And Alex, this is what really made me go, forget it. Anybody Didn't he who, lose? Yeah, like well, the last four pay-per-views? Yeah, that's, that's where I'm going here. Here, um, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Tom Phillips said the words, wins and losses matter in the WWE. So Roman Reigns comes out to the ring, and obviously he, you know, he lost to Lashley. Um, he hasn't yep. beaten Brock Lesnar in like four years. But the worst part is, you know, Michael Cole, you know, here comes the big dog. And Coachman goes, well, everybody in the ring has 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 a, a good reason as to why that, that they should be in the ring making the challenge. And Michael Cole says the words, but the big dog has the best reason of them all. I turned <laughs> off my television. Tell me they, went, they go to the cage. That's like their go-to is the greatest Royal Rumble. Not the tie to slide anymore. Sorry, bro. That's over. But the uh, they always just go back to that cage, even though technically Lesnar did hit first because it was his back. Yeah. No, they, Roman just comes in and he says, I'm not here to ask for a title shot. I just want to beat somebody up. But the fact that <laughs> Michael said he may have the biggest reason of them all, I said, forget it. I can't do this today. And I stopped. Well, you well, you know why he has the biggest reason of of them all, though, Ryan. Why the reason that? why is because of all the promos they're doing on and for the WWE Network that involve that horrific CGI big dog, uh, you know, uh, emoticon or whatever image that is to promote the network. So that's the reason why he deserves to be in that ring. Oh my God! I promotion, man. I sat there dumbfounded going, Michael Cole, the voice of the WWE, literally just said that he is the biggest reason of them all. And this dude hasn't won a match in months. And he's never, I mean, he's, you, you go back to WrestleMania 30, he couldn't beat Brock Lesnar. Or 31, excuse me. I was about to say, I, neither could The Undertaker. I just, I'm like, I, I don't, I, I couldn't do it. I had to stop. I had to stop. Honestly, Lashley made the most sense because, A, he beat Roman Reigns, and B, he's kind of growing on me, and C, let's be real, Finn Balor, out of, I would say, out of everyone out of there, besides maybe Seth Rollins, out of the faces deserves a shot against the Beast, I would say. And I'll take the Rollins thing, or the Balor, excuse me, because like he said, you know, um, I'm the first ever champion. Yep. At you know, SummerSlam. So I will, I'll take that, but oh my gosh. So then I decide to turn it back on um, today <laughs> after this delay because I, you know, unfortunately I, I have to watch, I got to watch this stuff. I gotta well, watch you this. had to watch the 19 triple threat matches, right? Oh, yes, of course, because that's what they do best, you know. Um, look, I, it, it, one of the most painful things in my life is the fact that I am devoted to this show, the fact that I will watch. 35 hours of wrestling a week and it feels like 20 of them, even though it's not true is all raw and SmackDown because it feels like it. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's just, Oh my gosh. So, so they get in the back and Baron Corbin's like, why, why didn't I get a shot? And he's like, well, I didn't think he deserved it. And he's like, Finn Balor got a shot. Okay. Get ready. Kurt Angle says, yep. yeah, but Finn Balor beat you. So now you're telling us, that you lost last night, you don't get a shot. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're saying that WWE contradicts itself sometimes? What? No. Oh, no, that's that's like that's like where, where they talk about you know Finn Balor has got to come up with a better solution because Baron Corbin's taller, therefore he's stronger. <laughs> okay, thanks guys. Like ah, uh, just I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't fathom this. I could not fathom this when I when I was. But, yep, uh, Braun Strowman anyway. has had a less a title shots than one big dog. You know, and and this is gonna pain me to say this. Of them all. <laughs> I I am I'm over Braun Strowman. I think. Ooh. I just I'm like whatever. The 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 proverbial guy, man. He's just kicking butt. He's you know throwing hooks. You know, if anybody didn't need to grasp anything up from afar, uh, he's good. You know, if he he needs a porta potty moved, you know, for a county fair. Or whatnot, uh, and also to shoulder block, um, because I think him and a moose in a shoulder blocking match would be amazing. <laughs> you know, and this is something that somebody else pointed out to me when I said, you know, I was like, gosh, you know, I, I think they missed the boat on on Braun, and I think I'm over it. Like, I think the boat has left for me too. And I said, you know, I just I can't figure out why. And somebody said to me, you mean to tell me he's flipping over ambulances and semis, but he can't break handcuffs? <laughs> You mean to tell me that this guy is is throwing his grappling hook and pulling down stages, but he's getting he's almost he's almost giving up to a rear chin lock and selling a, a, a kick to the leg. That's the problem. He should be ripping people's arms off and beating them with it. If this guy can tip over a semi truck, how how is he comfortably holding people? How does one get a uh, a spike drilled in into their head numerous times and then go twenty two extra minutes? I all I have to say is the the grab each other's face and repeatedly spike until you both just fall over. I I started marking the hell out. And the grossest part is when you see Sammy Callan it had like red knots in his head. I'm like, oh my god, they were yeah. really hitting each other with that. Like when he shaved his head, I'm like, holy bleep. Like he he didn't gimmick all those. And it might have been the baseball bat, the ding on it. Oh man. But Anyway, so that was that. Um, Roman Reigns beats Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre. That's that mattress, man. Yeah, Roman <laughs> Reigns won. Who would have thunk, right? Yeah, I know, right? Ah. Um, I did go two and a half. I thought the match was okay. Because um, of Drew McIntyre looks yeah. like he deserves to be champion, correct? 100%. Tenfold. Will Vince McMahon get his wish from 2010, eight years later, finally? I think the best shot we have to keep Roman Reigns out from having a long title run is Drew McIntyre. I think that's the. I, I could get behind that feud for a long for a rivalry for the next couple of years. I could definitely get down with that, especially with Ziggler being behind McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, and and I love the way that that instead of breaking these guys up already, they established that Drew McIntyre's whole plan was to make sure Dolph kept the IC title, and then he uh-huh. was going to move it. The Universal. I thought that was a tremendous Or idea. wouldn't it be awesome if, like, Ambrose came out and thought he was going to help Roman Reigns and then turned and then instead yeah. helped McIntyre and Ziggler and they're like, what? We're a stable. Call three dudes. <laughs> Call three dudes! <laughs> Ambrose, Drew McIntyre and Paul Ziggler, three dudes, 3D! <laughs> also, 
also, did you see that 3MB reunion the other week on like WWE.com? They like FaceTime with uh, Hornswoggle and talked about the WLC match. But it was like all legit chilling on a couch. I was marking out. I need to watch. I saw it on YouTube, but I didn't watch it yet. But I, I was like, "Well, they're doing a WLC watch along." That's all I. <laughs> um, speaking of the same guys, uh, Dolph Ziggler defeats Bobby Roode. I went two and a half. I thought good this match. was good too. Yeah, good TV then, match. Roode's getting a different demeanor. I think he needs to shed the theme, just the aspect of the theme song, if you will. Uh, rumors are he might. Uh, do a subtle change, but we shall see. But uh, I, I think Bobby Roode's demeanor is getting a little, uh, a little uh, better, different in a way, which which I think helps the staleness that has been the last couple of months. Alex, when you say to yourself, "Wow, we've opened with terrible, terrible continuity," but hey, we've had two two and a half star matches, which for WWE TV is tremendous. You'd think all things are going to go the right way, right? No, no. Everything terrible after this. Uh, we get Mojo Rowley defeating we got Tyler the Alabama Breed. Slam. Come on. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I like the uh, Alabama Slam. The good night when he did the running punch, but I mean, it was what it, I went a star and a half. Whatever. I mean, Tyler it Breed is now technically screwed since uh, Fandango is out for like eight months. I mean, is is he going to be future endeavored pretty soon? Mm-hmm. No, I think he's going to be one of those guys they keep around because he's great to work with the young guys. I think. I think if he if he didn't get canned when he was Mike Dalton for all those years in FCW, going through all those gimmick changes, I don't think he's getting canned now. Ah, I think if he yeah. lasted that long, I like Tyler yeah, I, I do too. Just wish he, I just wish he, he would have ascended. He's definitely one of the NXT curse uh, where he just brought up and, and there was just silence where he was getting ovations in the 100-seat NXT arena. I, you know, this might be a cop-out answer because of, you, if, you know, it sounds like just do this, but I wonder if he would be better suited for 205. Huh. Different, yeah. I mean, he could definitely showcase more of his aerial skills. I mean, that would be, or or he could just kind of signify the style that he has already. That wouldn't be I too mean, bad. Look, a nice shift until Fandango comes back or whatnot. Like, you know, guys like Gulak and stuff. I mean, they're not all doing all the flips too. So I mean, true. You know, it, it would be welcome. I, and I don't think it'd be bad. And I, he can't be that much bigger than that, can he? No, no. He's probably like a buck seventy soaking wet. Uh, and, and also, you know, why they're not doing those type of moves? Because Brian Cage ate all of those moves and is doing them in <laughs> TNA. <laughs> um, then, then we get our run on terrible tag matches. Um, <laughs> Sasha... <laughs> what? On a Monday? No. <laughs> nah, we didn't have one in a row. We didn't have two in a row. We had three in a row. And <laughs> they all got worse. Um, Sasha Banks and Bailey defeat or, or go to a double count yeah. out with Brooke and Alicia Fox. Um, I want a star in a quarter, and I gave it that because Dana Brooke, as I told you a couple weeks ago, took a hellacious flip bump off the apron to the floor. Uh, every time she wrestles, she kills herself. She deserves a medal for that. That was <laughs> disgusting. Like, remember I told you about she took that one bump where she got, like, she pushed it and then flipped off the ring apron or whatever? I mean, it was disgusting. I'm like, what are you doing, girl? 
So that was what it was. We then uh, who wins a loser leaves town match between Alicia Fox and Dana Brooke? Ooh, see, it's tough because Alicia Fox is very stiff and unsafe, but Dana Brooke seems like she's like Sabu and likes to take those bumps. <laughs> so it could be, it could be. Interesting. Oh man, that's a toss-up. That's a, that's a head scratcher, if you will. My 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 uh, rating says one and one and a quarter star parentheses DB for Dana Brooke. <laughs> for that slip bump. Uh, then we we get the backstage thing where Sasha says, "If anybody's gonna beat, nobody's gonna beat you up unless it's me." And then she professes her love for for Bailey, which now we'll see where they go next on this. Uh, Why is that the question you asked yourself, or am I the only one? I I said, well, <laughs> I guess it's something we've never seen before, so. Why not try something new? But uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, was, I didn't know where they were going to go with this feud anyway. Um, I, I, whatever. I guess I don't. It, is it bad that I say I really don't care? It's cute. I hope they. Uh, I hope they make a good couple, and I hope they can go on and win matches together. I. Oh, you don't think it's a ruse to double, you know, turn or uh, turn on her, thus set up their matchup at SummerSlam. No, I think it's. I think this potentially could be that thing where Stephanie pointed out like a year ago that they were going to do angles to to kind of relate to, to that outreach. aspect. Yeah, and kind of show that they're you know they touch on every subject. I mean, which makes sense because you know they're trying to be a you know you know a company that that touches on all subjects and tries to reach out to all communities and you know and things like that. So I mean, I get it. So it's the only thing that makes sense to me is this is how they're going to try it. And, you know, it, I guess, but if you're going to do that, why wouldn't, you know, why not do it with, well, see, cause she's a heel. If you were going to do this angle, do it, have Sonya Deville be a face and have her do it because then you could have her like be a spokesman for, for women because she really is in real life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you could, you know, there you could use it as a positive figure, not it's Sasha and Bailey, and we don't know what to do with the two of them. So let's just do this. It's like, okay, just I have them so- beat the living. Just have them wrestle. You remember that? You remember Takeover Brooklyn? Remember that yeah. match? You remember that was a thing that tore the house down that people talked about for days and days and weeks and matches of the year. You know, candidates. Remember that? Not you know. <laughs> That's why I say, too, like, I don't, it doesn't, like, I'm not offended and I don't care that they're doing this storyline. I'm more, it doesn't make sense that they're doing it with I just think, I just, I just think it's a reach and they're trying, which, you know, the storyline is fine. But like you said, utilize it in a better area, I I suppose. Like, it's it's not needed. You you know, like, you know, Sasha's married. You know, Bailey's married. (laughs) Exactly, like that's what Demetrius like said too. Married. He said, "That's the, why. Why don't you have the icon- Iconics do it? You know, you could have them do it, or you know, that's what I was saying. Have Sonya Deville do it because she is lesbian. Yeah. So you could use her as a spokesperson, like you know, kind of like you could have done with Darren Young if he didn't suck. <laughs> you no, know, I mean, whoa. <laughs> you know, nothing against Sorry, nothing bro. against Black. No, but he just." That dude had so many chances because, I mean, he had a great look. His, that dude had that, like, 
New you Japan. mean John Cena? It was John Cena. <laughs> he, but you know what I mean? He had that Makabe chiseled chest look, and he yeah. looked great. Just, I don't know. He could once when he wasn't in a tag team, he just couldn't move. And God, you put up with Titus O'Neil in a one-on-one feud, and it's like the blind leading. He, the he blind. sure performed like a Makabe on night seven. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> I I gave that match four and a quarter. By the way, on night what? seven. What? God, yuck. Um. Yuck. Then we get. Uh, you want to talk about yuck? The P team take on the Ascension. The match of the year. <laughs> I would have started a quarter on that. Why is Victor the hot tag for Condor? Like, <laughs> Why are they still around? Why aren't they like accountants? Why isn't that their gimmicks yet? Or just, you know, why aren't they bl- brothers of bludgeon, bludgeoning? Explain to me why Curtis Axel, who they're now faces, cuts yep. off Connor and is dragging him to the corner to tag in Bo Dallas. And then he stops dragging him and he looks over and looks at Bo Dallas and he's like, I think we got the, the tag wrong. And then Dallas goes, just tag me. So he just tags him, and then they cut him off, and Victor's the hot tag. And Victor just, just like, throwing random chops. Like, he didn't know what was going on. Like, they, oh, was, that match sucked. Congratulations, tag champions. And then don't worry, it gets worse. The authors of pain defeat Titus Worldwide. I want a good old star on this some bitch. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, Apollo Cruz, you deserve better, my friend. <laughs> you deserve yes. better. Uh, Sarah Logan defeats Ember Moon. I want a star and a quarter. Cool. It was fun. Good surprise win. I, li- I like yeah. how she got the win, even though Liv Morgan failed two weeks in a row. Um, I like the celebration afterward. I, I'm, I like Sarah Logan. I think she's a star. I think there's a great potential that could be tapped uh, for years to come with her. Tap, tap it in. <laughs> and the whole time, freaking what's his name? Uh, Corey Graves just keeps talking about the Viking hair, and it's like, who cares? Yeah, they're like, trying to go that route. But going going back to Apollo Cruz, um, we we wish you the best. Like, what th- does he turn? I mean, does he does he turn on Titus or vice versa? And that's him. what gets him over as the big baby, or what? He was a great heel in Dragon Gate with Mad Blanky. He could do it. Or or when they when he was in Blood Generation. Like he can do it. Whoa, that's a cool name. <laughs> By the way, the uh, the Kobe World Hall show uh, today I or was on yesterday. I cannot wait to try to find that online. Uh, ben K and Big R <laughs> Ben defend against BB um, Hulk and Yamato, and then we get uh, Masato Yoshino defends the Dreamgate title against Shingo. Shingo. Uh, main event. Bobby Whoa. Lashley, you. Same spear he defeated Roman Reigns with. Uh, uh, defeats a triple Roman. threat, you say? Yep, we had, we had to bookend this some bitch show with it, man. Uh, <laughs> two and a quarter. Anything else? I mean, did you like the Rousey Wait, thing? That was all one show, is what you're saying? Yeah. Wow. Did you like the Bliss? We still talk TNA for about ten percent. Sorry, what'd you say? Sorry. Did you like the Bliss Rousey angle? No. Did you did you Not watch? So no, I you... I did. I no. Oh, I, I my my thing my thing with 
It was okay. I mean, I liked how I, I'm, I'm, Ronda Rousey's growing on me. I think her and Alexa Bliss is going to be a lot of fun at SummerSlam. I think you just let them go, but I, I, I get you do need a, a time in between to kind of let it cool off and kind of make it marquee to when it's closer to the event. They, they suspend again. <laughs> yeah, she she goes for the the dive over the pile, but didn't get over the pile. Um, I give her credit though; she was running uphill for that one. So kudos there for that. Comes out of the crowd, you know, it was what it was. Uh, SmackDown. Anything else on Raw you want to talk about? No, no, no. We're good. Okay. Triple threat. Uh, SmackDown. Uh, I went three stars on the opener. Uh, AJ Styles defeats Andrade Cien Almas. I just, I'm going to tell you something, Alex, man. I think Almas, Almas was the star in that match. Is that weird? This was a nice showcase, a uh, whet your appetite for the uh, mainstream audience of what uh, Almas can do. Uh, This was a, like you said, this was a enhancements match, but for him. Um, I, I thought this was brilliant going on first. So the crowd is hot in the beginning of the show. So they'll, they'll be all into, you know, not only what Styles does to kind of get that, uh, that, that heat back with them, but what uh, Andrade can do. And Selena Vega, my God, she's so great. I don't know if you saw kind of the promo that uh, they kind of cut earlier in the day on social media where she met him backstage and challenged for this, uh, for this title shot. Uh, to open SmackDown, but she is money. They are money. This is money. I cannot wait for a long-term feud. Uh, let's just hope that they don't screw this almost thing up, but we'll see. Agreed. Uh, Becky Lynch defeats Mandy Rose. I went two stars on this. Lynch calls, our, calls out Carmella to get the title shot at SummerSlam. Asuka's already in the back burner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good job, WWE. Is she going to be in a you, Rumble or a 12-man women matchup? You know why WWE gets kudos is because they ruined Asuka in record time. It only took them like nine months. <laughs> I mean, that's tremendous. I didn't think she they won the Rumble. Quick. I think yeah. they ruined her in three months after Mania. <laughs> yeah, like, but you're right. You, after Emma. Yeah. You, guys, you guys get credit because that's, that's something I didn't think even the WWE could do. Like, when she came out of Extreme Rules, like I said last week, nobody even popped. They're just like, eh. She's just going to stand there like a blundering idiot again. Oh, my God. Uh, and then I went half star on this next match. Samoa Joe defeats the Ted Man, uh, Ty Dillinger. Uh, best part about the whole Ted Man on the show was our truth going, no, I told you to smile more. Todd, where are you going? I didn't say go after Samoa. <laughs> that was that hilarious. was the best thing. Um, what is this? Eric Young defeats Kofi Kingston. I went two and a quarter. Was what it was. And then main event. Surprisingly, Alex, I went three and a quarter on Hardy Nakamura, and I didn't hate the Orton beatdown. I thought it was vicious. I thought yes. he actually came off like like a deranged heel like he used to years ago. So it was, yes, it was exactly. Fresh. And I, I thought it was utterly disgusting when he put his finger through Jeff Hardy's earlobe hole for his earring and was pulling on his ear hole. That was disgusting. 
I I popped. This is the the Randall Kenneth Orton, the RKO, the legend killer, if you will. Even though he is a legend himself, um, this this was a a nice uh, Orton to to, to kind of see. I, I like how he's attacking uh, Jeff Hardy mercilessly. Um, it'll be interesting where they go with this. Uh, this I, I like the Nakamura Hardy match. This is what I wanted. At SummerSlam, of course, a minus TV, you know, match ending, if you will. But uh, I, I like the back and forth that they had. Uh, Hardy looked uh, a little bit better than he did at Extreme Rules there. He but, looked uh, motivated. Exactly. Like, that was a, exactly. That was a really good. Like, it was a good match. I might have went three and a half if it wasn't for the, the, the DQ. You and know, it was I, meant for storyline. I mean, uh, yeah. obvious, which, you know, I, I would probably then give it that. Um, but I, Hey, we got to see Jamie Noble. I was all for that. So, um, no, it was good to see this Orton, you know, maybe we'll see him throw someone through one of their, uh, their house, uh, front windows there. And, uh, I'm fine with that. Uh, What'd you think of the build with the Miz and, uh, and Daniel Bryan and the eulogy for team hell? No, which I thought was awesome. Um, I literally fast forwarded the entire segment. Whoa! You are you are over it. Even <laughs> yeah, that, that's your main event of SummerSlam. Yeah, like it, from from the guy who comes on here and has watched you know championship wrestling from Hollywood on the Fight TV app, just in case somebody else watched it to talk about. I fast forwarded over this entire thing, and I I had no remorse. Wrestling? What's that? Wrestling? It's terrible. It's 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 free on the Fight TV app. Watch the episode. Whoa, that sounds awful. I really wish TNA was on the Fight TV app because I would start watching that. Impact. What am I saying? Yeah, you're 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 throwing shade at him. Did you see the shade? I'm that local they... for Impact. You know who I'm local for? Don Callis. Yeah. I have an interesting pinpoint on him. Did you um? Did, did you see uh? Um, Impact was like was like we're, we're proud to give you a, a quality wrestling showing finally on a Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, they, they they had some remarks. They they challenged any other promotion a few times to do what they do. Um, which hey, kudos, man. Um, you know who else is kudos? Not all WWE is bad, everybody. Yes, you know, the, even though when everybody gets un- underutilized when they go up to the main roster from NXT, uh, don't worry. They, they tend to take from the independents, not only from here in the U.S. of A., but overseas, as we saw the fantastic rematch with the new NXT Tag Team Champions, uh, Mustache Mountain, in a fantastic uh. match from the UK show's Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, uh, which, by the way, that's my doppelganger for sure, uh, battled the undisputed era, Kyle O'Reilly, Riley Roderick Strong, coming in, of course, with a, uh, with a more intense, more focused demeanor going in. Uh, Ryan, I'm just gonna say it right here, five and a half stars for this rematch. When you told me, when you told me you're gonna have emotions, even though uh, WWE.com spoiled it and their Facebook spoiled it like jerk stores, um, you're, you're gonna feel emotion. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if I will. Uh, Trend Seven, my God, um, Tyler Bates, you know, just him knowing that's his mentor, that's his trainer, that's his buddy. 
you know, that's his tag team partner. Like, just you could feel him saying, do I throw this towel in? You know, how, you know, is, is, is he going to break his leg? I swear he was going to, you know, break in a half numerous times during this match. But a uh, great, great back and forth. The crowd intensely hot as they were over um, at uh, Royal Albert Hall. Uh, but this was just a hell of a match. Tyler Bates. That guy, wow. You talk about uh, the future. Uh, that is the future of Times Infinity. That, that match was, I'm so glad you went and watched that after we talked about it last week. It was, you know, and that's the epitome of once again where NXT gets it right and the WWE doesn't. You know, you have, you have Trent Seven come in there even though he has one leg and fights his way to try to win it. And he, you know, they lose because he couldn't fight, but he had all the heart mm-hmm. and determination. WWE has Dan- not only does Daniel Bryan go out by himself to wrestle the Bludgeon Brothers at Extreme Rules, but when Kane comes finally down the ramp, there's two options you have. You have Kane gets tagged in and he loses for the team because he's hurt, or two, they miraculously win the match and the babyface is overcome with the injured person. No, 30 seconds after him coming out, they have Daniel Bryan get pinned. Are you kidding me? <laughs> The stupidest hey, thing I've ever seen. You know what else? You know who else uh, left God, the company man. by uh, participating in a handicap match at a? I think it was the Rumble. Uh, was CM Punk? So maybe that's a good omen. I just, in. I'm like, you literally. Totally I'm like, all right, here comes Kane. Here comes Kane. He's gonna take the far. They're gonna win. Nope, Dana Bryan still gets pinned. Like, this is the stupidest company I've ever seen in my entire life. I, did, last year, we said that was one of the worst years of the company's history. This year is, might be worse. This year is, is, is pretty intense. <laughs> and the talent they have, oh my gosh. But the talent I, they have on NXT and with this UK brand. Uh, I know Trend 7 is definitely a veteran um, j- to say the least, especially across the pond. But uh, Tyler Bates, of course, Pete Dunne, the the UK heavyweight yeah. champion, uh, they are doing monstrous things. And and with um and also I, I would say uh, imports. Uh, Danny Birch uh, opened the show against Adam Cole for the uh, North American Championship, which I thought was Fun a serviceable TJ ma- uh, TV match. Um, I thought Birch went loopy for a while, and I also thought he was going to to, uh, get the victory, steal the win, but uh, Adam Cole, uh, I finally get it, baby. And and Tyree saying Vanessa Bourne was fun, too. Can't lie. I like Vanessa Bourne. I've been a fan for a year. I thought you'd like that. (laughs) Shayna Blazer! (laughs) I was like, oh, Tyree (laughs) saying for you. Uh, by the way, real quick, before we go to break and be done with this godforsaken company, uh, do you know who the champion is of championship wrestling from Hollywood? Uh, is it the Sage King? <laughs> no, no, close. Uh, your tag champions are the Reno Scum. Your television champion is Rocky Romero. And your what? CWFH Heritage Heavyweight Champion is the man himself, Bad Dude Tito. Just leave you with that. So I'll watch stuff with a champion named Bad Dude Tito, and I still fast-forwarded over the Ms. Daniel Bryan segment. <laughs> that's, that's where Demetrius might have finally gotten me on his side. <laughs> it's like, ugh. 
Um, wow. Wow. Let's take our next break. <laughs> when we come back, we're breaking down what might be the best pay-per-view in the company's history. Alex, this this is right there. It's, it, did you, now did you, we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's just get this break done so we can get back. One thing we got some <laughs> Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate. Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company. And I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my Mello here, one half of the pop culturist, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. Alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams, we'll see who got beat down at the box office, run down the Manic Movie Minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to the pop culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strongstylemedia or search strongstylemedia on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong Style Media, we are conglomerates. Greetings and salutations, fight fans. It's your boy, Dub. One half of standing eight count radio. You want fight analysis, news, a look in the local Minneapolis, Minnesota boxing team? Then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the street science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's standing eight count radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate. If I didn't know who Jay White was, I would say after one match that I've seen, Sammy Callahan's the baddest dude on the planet. <laughs> like a formed character. I mean, it's kind of the same gimmick, but I was just like, wow. He gets what he is, what he does. Like, he breathes. He reminded me of a raven a little bit, if you will. 
Yeah, that match was was just tremendous. Um, we had we only and it was only eight matches. I mean, it it, it was a solid eight match show in three hours. There wasn't BS in the middle of it. Did you watch the the lead in videos I was talking about before the matches? Uh, I did. I did. You know what I noticed Ooh. with those though? They the production of it, like in the beginning when they went to, I, I think it was the OGs or LAX. I was confused who was on what because they all kind of looked similar, um, uh, especially with the gimmick. Uh, so I was like, who's a what now? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I, you know, yeah. I don't know. This was exciting, but no, with, with that thing, uh, with, with that, it seemed like a Lucha underground type production, if you will, like a narrative of a story that wasn't really told in the ring. It was just all kind of laid out there and how it was kind of, you know, taped a la, you know, like a handheld camera. So I, I noticed a lot of that, which I'm, I'm assuming is kind of due to the relationship with Lucha underground. The, um, uh, well, I, I believe, I could be wrong, but that the guy that Bruce Pritchard always talks about, the, that Dave Sahadi, who did all those amazing needed yeah. videos, I believe he works for them now. Okay, wow. Very so awesome. that's why their production has gone way up. The, 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 the build-up video for the Pentagon-Sammy Callahan match was one that of was the insane. best. Oh, my God, that was like... I hadn't gotten chills from a, a build-up lead-in video like that since maybe Austin Rock at seventeen. Rock. <laughs> like you I'm, know, you know what? Speaking of Pritchard, you know how you, I don't know if you've been listening to the show the last couple of weeks. They've been talking about uh, paper listen, which apparently was a thing back in the day where people could pay to listen to the pay-per-view and not watch it. I was at wow. the gym. I watched the tag match. And I was, you know, I watched that match, but, you know, I, I wanted to do a little bit of workout. So I just kept the show on and just had the phone in my pocket. And I pretty much listened to that buildup where I was just like, holy sh- crap, this is going to be insane. I can't wait to put the, you know, images to what I'm hearing, but I'm intrigued. I'm all in. Let's go. And then when I got home, I replayed the, the, uh, the, the promo so then I could put the images and like you said, it just made me all in. I was like, I had no idea there was such a significant history between these two. The I love the way that they show, and, and part of it too, like I said, Impact's weekly TV has been kind of hit or miss for me, so I've skipped a little bit. But then when I'm watching the, the Pentagon promo video, and Callahan's dressed up as Pentagon, and he takes off wow. the mask and he jumps Phoenix, that blew my mind. And then all of a sudden when, when uh, they're in the back doing their video, the, the OVE guys in Pentagon just kind of rises up behind them and yep. just starts assaulting them. And he ties Sammy Callan to I a chair. It just starts breaking Dave and Jake Christ's, uh, Christ's arms. And, I mean, it was it, – it, he's assaulting – oh, my God. It was nuts. It was mm-hmm. so good. It was so good. Um, before we break this down uh, – this is like two and a half minutes and I uploaded it, but I want to play this just because this was the lead in video that they did for impact last night. And I put it on here just in case if we ever, if we talked about it, but when you mentioned the fact of just hearing these things were enough to make you excited, they brought back, um, I think his name is like Bryce 
something. I can't remember his name. The guy but, in the promo video where it was like the the voiceover guy that actually showed who he was. You're like, whoa. Yes. Yes, they actually show that the TNA, they are dreamers. They show the dude. Yeah. And he's walking around in a suit. And it was just incredible. So I'm going to play it just so we can hear it and our listeners Hi. can hear it that watch it. And it, and if if you're as jacked about this when you guys are listening, go onto their Impact Wrestling YouTube and watch it. It's called um, uh, the cold opening for Slammiversary or something. But listen to this. Why is it important to shine on the big stage? Because it validates that you are a main event player. Because it validates that you're the world champion. Impactful drama. I did it! I put the head out on you! And impactful memories that have connected our fans like never before. Which leads us to tonight. My destiny, my journey, and my quest require me to shine like the brightest star in the sky. At Slammiversary, I want that spotlight on me. Slammiversary is the night when passionate fans from around the world come together. You can't have a Slammiversary without the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Impact. Slammiversary gives fans everywhere something to hope for. I want this match. Your mask versus my hair. I don't even got to think about it. I'm going to straight up say I accept. We told you that tonight is about you. No mind games are going to shake me, and Sue Young is not going to break me. I'm going to show the entire knockout walkthrough that if you get in my way, I have no problem running you over. We told you our passion would be tireless. It's not Eddie Edwards. Guess what, mother? I have an obsession now with you. Well, here we are. Every play that I ever ran, every surgery that I ever had, every sacrifice that I ever made will pay off and my arms is raised as Impact World Champion, 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 Champion. Ooh. The, the moose thing at the end, I was like, oh, it gave me chills. When he's like, you, you know, this, you do it all and this is the... This is the this is the reason, and I'm gonna leave world champion. And he had the custom gear and everything. Yeah, yeah, that was a great oh. promo. That was, that was an effective beginning. That uh, that got me excited uh, for for the show. And boy, did they start the show off right! Also, really cool venue that they had it there um, yeah. in Toronto. There, it was an interesting. Looked like a club. Almost, if you will, but uh, a weird oval shape to the uh, the floor. 
So as we jump into this, I just want to read this tweet. Uh, Voices of Wrestling tweeted out, Impact Wrestling is creating something tonight. This They did this during the pay-per-view. Uh, Impact Wrestling is creating something tonight that they haven't had in years, an identity. Very, too, mm-hmm. very few times in their history did they feel different from WWE or the next closest competitor. Tonight, they do. That's a 100% fact. It felt like a new company when I was watching this it show. Was a it did not feel. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so, somebody said the main event over delivered, which I agree with because I didn't think it would be that good. I couldn't believe it was that good. We have ourselves an all time great impact TNA pay-per-view and a surefire show of the year contender, at least in North America. I, I mean, it was, you know what this oh. show reminded me of this show reminded me of, especially from that promo video and kind of watching the, uh, the lead-ins before each matchup, um, and and just how Don Callis was kind of putting everything over, and and kudos to Josh Matthews as well. I thought did a hell of a job um, uh, play-by-play there um, during the show. Uh, a lot of invoked passion, you know, a lot of notification of all the other companies, including WWE, mentioned on air numerous times there, which I thought was uh, was neat. But um, this reminded me of Barely Legal, ECW's first pay-per-view. Just the crowd was white hot from start to finish. And just all these matches just just had their own identity. And hell, there was even, what, three hardcore matches? And then one that involved (laughs) a dead woman and uh, and her dead bridesmaid. So, again, a very ECW-like. And and I could just only envision Scott Damore um, and... and, um, why can't I think of his name now? Uh, Cyrus the Virus, uh, Don Callis. It's, it's kind of like that Paul Heyman. You know, they're just kind of you know bringing a mixture of all these different flavors, like Heyman did with Mexico, with Japan, with the independence, with the hardcore scene. This is what this Impact show kind of felt like. A nice blend. Hell, you even got Bone Soldier or Bone Solidaire. Uh, making an appearance. Um, get your <laughs> graphics right. Impact Wrestling. Uh, but besides that fact, um, this this just felt like a nice resurgence. This felt like a new beginning. And like I said, this made me like American wrestling. Um, and, and hell, it started with the return of, every, of everybody's favorite Canadian who loves doing the Canadian Destroyer. Ryan Cook's personal favorites, Petey Williams. Petey Williams, uh, great, great replacement for which Rich Swan, who got hurt at the MLW Battle Riot show, uh, I think Friday night, so he couldn't make it on. But uh, he, it was him, Phoenix, Taiji Shimori, and Johnny Impact. Johnny Impact gets victory. Alex, I went four and three quarters on this show, on this match. I, I almost I went the full disagree. five. I couldn't believe I, it. I, I do was not like. Disagree. And and the fact that there was no title on the line, it was just go out there and get the crowd going, was the most perfect way you could ever start a show. Mm-hmm. They went out there and they did that. I was jacked from the moment this match started on. This this was all I needed. This was what, what else epitome. is going to get your attention? Flips and and a moonsault and and knees and what, what's his gimmick the starship pain uh you know it, it just had everything Ishimori what with that running moonsault to the outside of the ring there where I swear <laughs> he went backwards as he was heading towards the turnbuckle uh and again Petey Williams just taking the, just eating everything uh to finally uh to eat that pin 
But uh, this, like you said, a, a hell of a way to start the match, fast pace. Uh, but but you know, just quick enough where it didn't drag on, and and I would say the the right guy won. I can't even call him Johnny Nitro anymore. Yeah, no, it was it was a perfect perfect person to have win it because he's going to be around for a while. You know, PD kind of comes and yeah. goes, which makes sense. You know, Phoenix has a lot of other companies he works for, and Ishimori, you know, still doing the New Japan thing, so he's not yep. not really needed. This is a guy that you're going to push in Johnny Impact. This match was tremendous. It, I mean, there, there was psychology in the match, and it had some length to it. It wasn't just a quick in and out. It was, I mean, it was really good. Um. I, I loved it. Like I said, four and three quarters. I was tweeting about it last night when I watched it. Uh, kudos to all four of these guys. They busted their ass. This this yeah. is something that I need to figure out where I'm going to slot it because as of right now, since since I have a little more time to finalize my my uh, couple last categories I need to finalize for our mid-year awards, um, I added this to it now, so I have to figure out what I'm doing with this match on there now. Wow, that's uh, the only match you added to it, huh? Um, well, basically, to be well, this, so, <laughs> it's, it's not that I didn't want to add anything else, but with the amount of five star and four and three quarter matches I had on there, I couldn't put anything lower than that. And now, now I'm going to tell you, here, but here's what I'll say that the show gets praised. If you look at Dominion, yes, Dominion was a fantastic show because of the final three matches, Osprey, Hiromu, Jericho, Naito, and Okada Omega. Mm-hmm. But I have more matches over four stars in Slammiversary than Dominion. <laughs> you know, you got you got to look at this for, for Whoa, great. Are we in a fever dream? What's happening? <laughs> you know, and it's it, but, but I mean, you think about it for as great as the the final stretch was. You got to look at the beginning. You know, Finley and Juice against Dude, White. Like and you Hush. said, overall, this show is yeah. like you said probably the best of the year. Suzuki Goon Rapungi 3K got three stars. I went two and a half on the second. I went two and three quarters on the next one. So I mean, this this match consistency held in the whole way, and they still mm-hmm. did the mantra with the big three at the end, which were tremendous. But um, uh, Tessa Blanchard defeats Allie. I went three stars on this, Alex. Nice. Um, I wish I had to. I, so I, I had to omit two two matches, and unfortunately, this and the next match uh, were were those two. That's okay. That's okay. You you could definitely go back and watch him. I'll, I'll say this. But Tessa I did Blanchard. watch a few minutes of the beginning since I wanted to see Tessa, and and I liked how they explained her lineage. You know, wasn't as hidden, uh, which I think it was during the May Young, um, due to obvious reasons. But um, no, Allie uh, looked impressive. Uh, you know, kind of in the beginning of the match. But this is one I, I definitely will check back into. It it was very hard hitting. They took some big bumps on the floor. Uh, Tessa Blanchard was hitting hard. It was a really good match, and it was exactly as you would expect her to. It it was it was eleven minutes. They they got in there, they did it, and they left. It was perfect. You couldn't ask for anything better than that. It's exactly what you wanted. So was Allie kind of like your your main face in in Impact then in the women's division because she definitely had that look. Yeah, she's your she's your white meat baby face, a hundred percent. Eddie Edwards then defeats Tommy Dreamer. I went three and a quarter on this one. I almost went three and a half. Ooh. They had some cool spots. Um, at the end, Tommy Dreamer hands the Kendall stick to uh, Eddie Edwards, who finally it, it almost looked like a torch passing. Like Eddie Edwards, for we all saw, you know, he thought Dreamer was banging his wife, <laughs> and he's 
breaking into his own home and he's looking in the mirror and he's seeing <laughs> Sammy Callahan and he's breaking the mirror because he thinks he's Sammy Callahan. And, you know, they got like two storylines tied into one, but in a good way, not like the Roman Reigns crap. And, mm-hmm. you know, Tommy Dreamer's telling Eddie Edwards, he's like, look, back in the day, I used to obsess over somebody I couldn't beat too. Obviously, they're oh, talking yeah. about Raven. Say Raven. And, you know, and he's like, but I have to, he's like, I'm going to kill Pentagon or uh, uh, Sammy Callahan. He's like, I'm going to kill him. And he, he gets them out. They fight in this like field. They just meet up in a field and just start fighting. And he's got them tied to a tree and he's going to beat him to death with a baseball bat. And Dreamer and, and Eddie Edwards' wife pull up and they, mm-hmm. you know, to get him to stop. And he attacks Dreamer. And he's like, you, I, I can't believe you didn't let me kill him. Like he's saying this. I want to kill him. Like he's gone nuts. And they brawl. They have a they have a crazy punter match. Like I said, I went three and a quarter. Maybe even I'll bump to three and a half. But it was really good. And at the end, you know, his wife comes out and she's like, "We need to stop this. You're crazy." Dreamer gives him the kendo stick after he breaks down, and he just starts like chewing on it, holding the kendo stick in his mouth, like with his head what? down. And his wife, <laughs> know what's going on? His wife just leaves. She's like, "F this." And then Dreamer t- just walks away too, and Edwards is just in the ring, like laughing, like biting the Kendo. It was creepy. It was weird, but it, it like it didn't come off as like ugh as it sounds like, which is why I liked it. I think hmm. I it was done to the point where it wasn't like campy, if that makes sense. Yes. So we'll see where they go from there. Uh, then we see Brian Cage defeats Matt Seidel to become the new. X division champion. I went three and three quarters. I almost went four on this one as well. Um, Do they not have weight restrictions with X division? I'm confused by this. No, it's just they consider the X division a wrestling style. Okay. So that's why. Was it a class before though? In the beginning. Um, No, there was always like the guys who you know without limits with what the hell they wrestle. Okay. Hmm. Uh, but Matt Seidel gets beat. He goes for the he goes for the shooting star press, and he actually caught his feet on the top rope. That scared yeah. me. I was like, "Oh God, he's gonna and, kill himself." And then getting that boot to the side of the head, you know, kind of landing down as well was uh, was a little scary as well. And uh, that that drill claw, kind of for that finish. But uh, they they I think they had pretty good chemistry. Seidel yeah. was awesome, kind of going for the legs in the beginning. Uh, you know, again, kind of going for the double knees, going, you know, fast, trying to, you know, you know, get this match going. But I liked how the announcers were also saying the longer the match goes, however, works in Seidel's favor, which, of course, why this match was well under 10 minutes. And and I like the fact that Seidel didn't do anything like crazy nefarious and tried to mm-hmm. win. And, you know, and he looked good. Like, it looked like he mm-hmm. legit had chance to win that match and it was one slip up cost him and it was I liked it I liked it Brian Cage it says he's, now, uh, he's going to name it the Weapon X championship uh, to go with his Wolverine persona oh, yeah. <laughs> Alex is off of the impact train <laughs> yep derailed uh, then we get no, Brian Cage Ray- is a beast um, this is your this is your future Brock Lesnar. If if he gets a, I mean, he's not green, green, but you could see his stumbles sometimes. 
kind of in in this matchup? You know, obviously Seidel being the veteran uh, who's been working, it, it seems like for for quite a while. You know, for for other promotions as well. Um, so you can kind of see, you know, where that was. Seidel, though, I thought led him uh, early on um, into you know w- within the matchup. But uh, but yeah, Brian Cage. I mean, g- give it a few years. This is Vince McMahon's prototype, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you say? I. I... <sighs> I would love to say yes, but I'm, I have to go no. I mean, he was in FCW for a year. I mean, he's in wrestling since 2005. So, jeez. Oh, yeah, if he's, you know, and, and I saw green stumbles like this. Oh, God, when did he wrestle Ciampa? Hold on one second. I'm going to my DVDs here. Um, when was this Ciampa match? He, he had wrestled Ciampa on a on – a, uh, what you call it? A uh, so uh, battle for Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, and he looked pretty green as it was then, you know. And there's there's some of the things that I don't. If he isn't going to improve, he's not going to improve. And you know, you look mm-hmm. back in 2008, 2009, he was in FCW, but like the guy's a beast, but he definitely looked like he had a dad bod in some angles. I was like, whoa, this guy. So yeah, maybe that that's the age in him. Because, I mean, that dude, that dude is jacked. But he just, I don't know, it's weird. Because he, he was supposed to, um, he, he was going to be the Nightclaw. And he was he was going to feud with the Hurricane. And then, for whatever reason, something went around and they decided to not do the angle. And then they released him from FCW. And that's kind mm-hmm. of been the end of it. But, I mean, I, I, still, I still like Brian Cage. But I just don't know if... I don't think he's going to get better. I mean, he's 34 now. I don't know. It's it's. But he, to be fair, I think he's in a good spot. I think he's in a nice spot right now. Yeah. No. Uh, again, he's he's very green. But if he doesn't improve, yeah, he'll be at where he's at. Lucha, TN, or Impact, what have you. But no, I mean, like the look in itself, though. That's something that that Vince wants. A big guy that can flip him. He's kind of like Flip Gordon's older brother. Is the way I look at it. You know, it's, it's very, you know, kind of similar. You know, he's the guy, you know, flips, flip. He can do anything, but, you know, he still has that older brother. He's like, ha-ha, let me one-up you. You know, the one that everybody likes a little bit more. And and he's doing good for himself in PWG and Impact and Lucha Underground. So I don't I don't think he's in any, in any rush either to go, go back. But uh, then we get uh, second half of the show. Sue Young defeats Madison Rain. I went two and three quarters. This was the only match I had under three stars. Um, what did you think of this match? Short, short to the point. Um, yep. the, the craziest thing about this was not only Sue Young's gimmick, because this is the first time I think I've actually seen it. Uh, kudos to the coffin, uh, by the way. But that uh, that Madison Rain is married to Josh Matthews. And what? he didn't care that his wife... Was in the coffin. Wait a minute, she is. Yes. <laughs> I did not know that. I'm I'm going on wiki right now. That's hilarious. Madison Rain. Yeah. And Spouse. he was just like another victim. <laughs> don't tell Don't tell our daughter that I said that about mommy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. 
She, you know, I, I will say total disregard. I, I love it. I was kind of like eh about the match, and then I really loved the way that she slapped that mandible claw. Yes, Madison Rain I thought was great. She was like what Mickey James was kind of like when she came back. Like, yeah, everybody. She was vocal. She was into it. She was trying to get the crowd into it. Uh, Sue Young uh, liked the character, but. Yeah, you know, it, it is what it was, but it was it was a good showing. Yeah, I've never seen that reverse version of a manable cloth when you're in like a dragon sleeper. So that that definitely popped me. I also mm-hmm. thought it was hilarious when the undead bridesmaids started walking towards the ring. And when she ran and forearmed them, the first chick just dead sold and fell backwards, hit the side of the stage ramp, and just rolled off to the floor. It looked like she got <laughs> shot with a gun. It was hilarious. And then the next one, she forms and she just falls side. Like they didn't jump back or bump; they just fell. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, there's no way I would let my body do that. I would like put my hands down or something. Like just like uh, like it looked like a zombie getting killed. It was hilarious. <laughs> Um, uh, you know get... what was not hilarious was this next <laughs> match because it was all brutality. It was, you know, and and the whole lead up to with with Eddie Kingston coming in after Conan, you know, got taken out. Somebody put a hit on him, and he leads LAX back to the tag titles, and you know he's living good and you know living the fast lane, and you know mm-hmm. they're doing all these things where they're it's it just. Elijah asked me about this, about this angle today after I, I posted in the group chat. And he's like, how, how is that good? And I said, well, they're doing things that are extremely crazy to think of, but nobody's doing this in wrestling. And it's just that wild. And the fact that they play it and make it look so serious, it's become believable. Like Conan's mm-hmm. like, he comes out and he calls him out for putting a hit on him. And he's like, dude, I used to be your big, you know, I was your big brother King who helped you in the streets. And I used to console you when you'd get so frustrated that all the kids would call you the, um, the derogatory Mexican uh, racial term that he actually said on air, <laughs> which I couldn't believe he actually said it on air. I didn't, I thought There's that was a lot of things on air. <laughs> and, you know, but I mean, this was on like, like pop TV. He said it. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. It was on, like, the TV. And then Ortiz is complaining about this girl he's stuffing named Peaches, and they're talking about, like, Conan's, like, like telling them after this we got to make sure, like, all the weight got moved over, like, across yeah. the country. That was, like, I'm, and, and it's all, like, it, it's not even a big deal to these guys, and I'm watching this going, this is legit crazy, and I'm super interested because I'm, you know, this isn't this isn't something you see on TV every day. It was like watching a Fat Joe video entitled with someone binge watching Narcos and saying we're going to use these terms within this group and stereotype the hell out of it. But hey, <laughs> it worked because it's the nature of these tag teams. And you weren't expecting a wrestling match when you have LAX the you know, LAX battling the OGs, which, you know, is insane with that name. But Santana, my God, I, again, I still don't know what wrestler was in what faction. Um, I was scratching my my head numerous times on the treadmill thinking, who's who? Uh, and I'm Hispanic as well, folks. But even then, I couldn't tell what was what. I just know who was going through what table, 
who was getting slammed through what tax, who was getting drainoed, and also just every weapon you could imagine just getting hit in the face. And it was good to see Conan and kind of get uh, stuffed as well. But this was a, a car crash of an event. This was definitely worth your time. Like Ryan said, watch the pre-match videos. It will get you hyped for it. It is outlandish as hell uh, with them moving weight and whatnot, even though Conan definitely did not do that whatsoever. Uh, but let's, by the way, get a Max Moon versus Pentagon Jr. match in the works. <laughs> but anyways, the OG's LAX match again. Please watch any way you can. Carnage all the way into what whatever that, that you could imagine. Um, the thumbtack spot there was was damn interesting and a interesting end to say the least. And it, it's just it's it's tremendously crazy for the fact it felt like a, it felt like I was watching The Wire, like I felt like Avon Barksdale's having his his like <laughs> land stepped into and he's he's like you you son of a bitch, you know like <laughs> and these dudes I mean and this was like a turf war they. You know, at one one point, tables leaned in the corner. Homicide does a flying cannonball through the middle rope and just puts himself with with Ortiz straight through the table. That was insane. I mean, he looked like it looked like uh, they were moving Colossus. like it was two thousand eight. It, it looked like, like a, how are they moving? It was like it was like a cannonball special with with those guys. And you know, Hernandez looked a little rougher on the edges. I'm not gonna lie; he looked a little like he was starting to starting to to flab on over the muscle. But even for the most part, he was still moving. I mean, he was moving well. And you know, Ortiz and Santana hit the hit the um, hit their their blockbuster sit out power bomb combo off the top rope. You know, they come in the ring. He throws thumbtacks at him at yeah. Homicide. Just whips him in the face of them, and then they then they put Conan down and stomp him out. I mean, and then they take they spray paint and take the titles. Like I'm yeah. glad this isn't over. Like this is now going to escalate farther, and I, it's the best part. Like I'm glad this wasn't the somebody's going to get gots in the storyline. <laughs> if if you can make this somehow last till October 17th or whatever when Brown for Glory is, I might put this in for feud of the year. And the story they're telling right now is they've made it last for like three months and it none of it got stagnant. <laughs> you know, you, you look at right after or right around uh, WrestleMania time when after that Lucha Underground Impact show, they started going this route. And this has been the angle since then. And it's wow. still going good. So yeah, I just, that was I a commend. hell of a match. That's usually your blow off, uh, you know, when, when you have thumbtacks or you have like a longest title ever for a street fight. Um, but no, uh, they, like you said, they prolonged it with them uh, spray painting the titles and, and just going ham and, and Conan, Conan, you know, kind of getting his, his one-ups and then getting beat down, which was great. Um, obviously, the chaos ensues as Sammy Callahan is defeated by Pentagon Jr. Uh, I went four and a half on this one. His, this match was awesome. He gets his head shaved. The the railroad spike spot was disgusting. The um, bats with the railroad railroad you, spike was disgusting. You could hear it. Oh my god! <laughs> they and and the bumps and when Sammy Callahan kicked out of the package pile driver through the four chairs, I did not care. Normally that kind of stuff pisses me off. 
I loved it. I said, let's keep going. And then he eats another one normally, and he just can't get up yeah. from it. That's exactly what that is. In a blood feud, you got to give a little bit more. You do, you know, it's not like when Dolph Ziggler hit the zigzag on Bobby Roode in the second match of Raw, and he kicks out of Ziggler's finish. That's bullshit. Excuse me. This, this is this to me is okay in the semi-main event of their WrestleMania type pay-per-view or their SummerSlam in a blood feud. The guy kicks out of it, but then he can't kick out again. Like, that to me is acceptable. This match had everything I could have asked for. It had great psychology. Even the run-in didn't hurt the match. I mean, it just no. top to bottom was tremendous. It was great. Oh, it was great. Didn't, it didn't hurt the match because they got hurt themselves by Pentagon. <laughs> and when he when he Pentagon Jr. Rep- did not give no Fs. When, uh, when yeah. It's powdered so he can't see and breaks the ref arm, and then he's pissed. He's like, why aren't you counting? He's like, you broke my arm. Yeah, and Johnny Bravo yeah. was not making those counts. Johnny Bravo. That's why your name was Johnny Bravo. I forgot that was the ref's name. <laughs> you know, and, and then Callahan gets a pin too, but he can't because the ref is hurt. And then the little kid ref does this baseball slide under the rope into a pinfall. That was mm-hmm. incredible. This match was great, man. This match was so much fun. Probably my match of the night. No, second match. Uh, because the, the the violence was was tremendous. It, it was wonderful to watch. You could feel this heated rival rivalry. Um, you know the the wrestling aside, this this is kind of reminds me of that that AAA match you had me watch with La Park, um, and and that other guy, um. <laughs> Where you know they're just beating the hella crap out of each other, also entwined with the other uh, death match that you had me watch last week, where it was kind of like the best of those matches into this match. Pentagon Junior is a hell of a character, a hell of an athlete. Uh, scary. This is the boogeyman, the true boogeyman of wrestling, because he does not care. He will put a railroad spike through your head. Numerous, numerous times along with steel chairs. Uh, this guy is, is an immense talent. Uh, you know, of course, safety and all, you know, especially with Hiromu, get well soon. Um, you know, where, where you're kind of like, how much is too much? Um, but hey, I guess if they've been doing this too long, uh, and, and certainly matches like this won't be, um, you know, unnoticed. But this was a tremendous match. I probably would put this at a four point. Nine nine, um, if you will, but this was just ah, uh, this was a repeat for sure. Seek this match out. And and once again, this is why I mentioned the lead-in video because the lead-in video made this match that much better for me. Because and I, had I a knew stipulation, which was mm-hmm. even cooler. What what was great about it too is when Sammy Callen's doing that promo with the hand cam, he's like mask versus hair. Yeah, I'll just say it right now. I'm in. You don't even have to ask. Like, he's, like, whatever, I don't care. And he was like, like in it, this country, and then he's like, and in your country, this is what, and I was like, oh, okay, they're going kind of that route. Interesting. It, that it was character. so good. And and that, like, watching that lead-in video and seeing, like, where he did that, where he pretended he was Pentagon, and then Pentagon shows up behind him in the locker, yeah. in that locker room scene, and he's attacking him, and he's all violent, he's screaming in his face and spitting on him, and... It just, the animosity of how much these guys didn't like each other made it that much better to me. Sammy Kalian comes in the ring and he starts rubbing his hand on the blood that's on the canvas, getting used to it. 
I mean, it was, oh my God, it was so cool. It was such a good match. Um, and that and wasn't then, the main event? <laughs> we get a freaking wrestling clinic. Uh, yeah. Moose, this is what happens when you show up in the clutch. And Moose showed up against Austin Aries and had the match of his life. And Moose came away from this better than he came in on the losing effort. Once again, Agreed. impact WWE cannot do right. They got somebody over in the loss. Um, that's he he throws Aries into the crowd. The the stuff on the ramp was ridiculous. Aries runs down the ramp and drop kicks him against the ring post, and then just falls into that pit and hopes to not hit the ring stairs. Yeah. I couldn't believe he did that. Then he gives him the brainbuster on the floor. Oh my god! And then Moose gets back in, but he can't get the. Oh my god! This match, this match had everything. That the other one, including didn't. Curtis Granderson, don't forget that uh, <laughs> tremendous spot. I thought Moose was going to win the title when that happened. Yeah, as did I. I mean, they everybody fooled. They did everything. This match was tremendous. Go out of your way to watch it. I went four and a half too. Nice little short match. I don't know if it was if it needed even any more. I was kind of shocked by you know how much was left, and I was like, huh. Interesting, but you know, again, only seeing a handful of moose matches over the years. Um, I, I, you know, definitely, I believe, seen a progression. Uh, this guy had all the right moves, you know, kind of his lead up, you know, ex football player, this or that, kind of sappy, kind of corny, kind of been there, done that before. Uh, but then the bell rang, as as we like to hear, and he he was just toe-to-toe with Austin Aries. Aries carried that match. He led that match tremendously. Uh, Moose was was in the best of hands there. Uh, it was great seeing the last chancellery a few times, you know, kind of out of nowhere, which was brilliant. Um, and, again, I thought Moose had, you know, had that, that, big, that big belt uh, won there. But uh, it was good to see A-double retain the belt um, and, and can't wait to see where they kind of go. With uh, with Impact Wrestling, yeah, that was awesome. That was that was so good. That was so good. Um, before we take our last break here and come back with New Japan, I just thought I'd read this out to you. Uh, they released the card for the Progress Wrestling Show in Chicago. Alex, did you see it? I did not. Give it to uh, me. So uh, we get Darby Allen, Jack Sexsmith, and Tony Storm versus the Grizzled Young Veterans Zach Gibson and Dream J- James Drake and Ginny. Uh, wow! Uh, T.K. Cooper taking on Tyler Bate in a uh, Eddie Dennis and Mark Andrews are in a feud, so they have a pick your poison challenge. Mark Andrews, uh, his opponent for Eddie Dennis, he picked Walter, and Eddie wow. Dennis picked Jimmy Havoc for Mark Andrews' opponent. Then we get a uh, C.C.K. Uh, the tag team against Flamita and Bandito. That should be tremendous. Uh, and then Pete Dunne versus Flash Morgan Webster. If you remember him from the UK wow. tournament, the Austin Powers looking dude. Mod yeah. his life. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one more match will be uh, to be announced still. He wrestles better than how he looks, if that makes sense. <laughs> you're like, what's this guy going to do? And then it's just like flips and kicks galore. And you're like, okay, I get it. You stand out. <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited. Chris Brooks and Kid Lyko is taking on uh, 
Uh, Fumita and Bandito, I think, will be the main event. Oh, that Travis be. Banks, I like that dude from the UK tournament. Mm-hmm. He's champ? Interesting. Yeah, he's the world champion, yeah. So that should be a fun little show, fun fun show that they're doing there. Um, so let's hit you with this last break. When we get back, we will come back, close out, talking all things G1 Climax. WrestleCast, don't yes. go away. Sick of doing those big leagues? We'll try doing one-day fantasy over at DraftKings.com. The guys over at DraftKings sent us your boys up at Strong Style Media with our own promo code. Go on to DraftKings.com. Sign up today. Make your first deposit. Put in promo code STRONGSTYLE, and you'll get a bonus. It's that simple. Join in. Play some games. Have some fun. Week one's coming. August 2nd. Can't wait. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsleigh, boxing, pokes, pokes, basketball, the chefs, survivor, even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yes! We got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, yes! Impact, Lucha yes! Underground, yes! All Japan, and yes! more. We're talking yes! the highs and lows in pro yes! wrestling. Heck, yes! we're even giving you people yes! from the Okadas and Omega. We're even yes! talking the Bone Soldiers yes! and Enzo Amoris. No! Sorry, no! Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out The Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates.
WrestleCast coming back at you here. Time to talk some G1. Back on track. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> now, I, I I will say this right off the bat. This might be the first time we don't go an hour and 800 minutes because some of these shows were just kind of, uh, and Whoa. we kind of, like, they were fine matches, but, like, there wasn't a ton that I walked away with going, oh, my God, I can't, you know, I can't wait to put in 45 minutes on one match type thing. Wow, that was night four for me, but. Now, now I'm going to say this. Now, night four, um, I had a four and a quarter, a four and a half, and four and three quarters match. So okay. <laughs> I'm going to say this right off the bat. Night four was the match of the tournament, I think, for me so far. That's why I was confused. Um, I was like, that was the best night. How can you say it was so blasé? And then it's like, well, night four was so great. Yeah, like, night five was fine. Night six had two really, three good matches, too. And then night seven, I mean, everything I had was, was under four except for the main yeah. event. And that's just... I'm, I'm going to say my takeaways from, from uh, nights four through seven was me eating crow on, on, on a couple of things. A, Toriano, God bless you. I love you. I get you. I love what you're doing in this G1 tournament. This just putting on fantastic performances. Um, Yoshihashi, even though you are the Marty Jannetty of the New Japan world, uh, you are putting in, in great gutsy performances. Jay White, no one is better than you, especially in those tag matches in between block matches, uh, yes. which how are these guys not tired? But how are you trying, you know, how he's trying to corrupt, you know, young yo, um, <laughs> you know, there, you know, <laughs> in match is, it's just fantastic. And how he plays off to the crowd is great. Uh, Daddy is back and, and it's wonderful to see. But the biggest one of all, yes, I still do not like his five moves of doom. But these two matches involving the never-open heavyweight (laughs) champion, um, five moves of doom and all, Uh, he looked human, he looked great, he he went toe-to-toe, Goto, my man, uh, I would say the MVP of the the tournament so far. Yeah, uh, I mean, we go into night four, you know, the first two matches, uh, Sonata defeated Tonga, I... I went three and a quarter on it, Alex. What you you hated it? Um, <laughs> I mean, like oh, jerk, you hated it. No, it's not a. My my thing is was is a. I enjoyed how Tonga was taunting him in the beginning. Uh, you know, saying shake my bleep in the hand and you know just calling him out loudly, which was interesting. Um, but my whole thing was again the interference angle. Um, but all of a sudden, though, Sonata by himself overcame that, like on the second match that happened, which I thought was a little in- interesting. Uh, but Sonata kind of getting the win with the slide pin, not DQ, but with a pin over, you know, like 19 firing squad members. So for me, it's just <laughs> like you kind of killed the gimmick already with their. Hell, you at least didn't get a win or go with DQ and punish him. He got the win. Now, there's two things I'm going to say. You know, I'll just say them now to get it out of the way so we can break down these matches before we let you guys go. Um, I think the firing squad angle start just just put in the wrong place at the wrong time. 
I mm-hmm. they, the where they started it, love the angle or hate the angle, was the best place to do it in America. Mm-hmm. That was the, it was it would have not got over as well in 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 Japan. But now you're at the mercy of the G1. The same thing with Juice Robinson, who I think is the only guy without a win in the entire tournament, winning the U.S. title. And Agreed. I know when we talked and gave our picks on the G1 special, I said that to you. I said, I don't think he's going to get a win for a long time. And I know he's got the title now, but I think it's just a just – you know, circumstances happen and you can't really go back on what you need to do with this G1 because this is the most important part of your year. And mm-hmm. he's, it's proof of that, that he's, he's it's, three. it's another juice tournament where he looks strong. Him and Abushi put on a hell of a match. Uh, the moon sought off the ring post, uh, yeah. a, a notable spot juice dominating early, uh, you know, the 70%. Early on in the match, Juice looked good. Good look. He looked strong against Abushi. Abushi looked like, what do I need to do? But finally, of course, figuring it out there. Um, hell, even Juice using that cast on Abushi um, while he was kind of uh, on his shoulders there, which I thought was interesting. So you know, didn't get DQ'd, um, but uh, you know, kind of going uh, to that tactical side. Uh, but Abushi, of course, getting the win there. But uh, yeah, Juice, uh, you know. Not coming out with the W's, but still looking good yeah. in that square. And that's the beauty of it, is they're doing it right. They're at least keeping him relevant and making him look good so it doesn't matter. And he's hurt. Winning. So yeah. he has yeah. that crutch as well, you know, cast and all. Um, I went three and a half on Zack Sabre and Yano. I thought that was a fun little match. Um, I went four and a quarter on Ibushi Juice. Um, I went... What's it? For 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 the main event. Um, well, the well the main event uh, Kenny Omega defeats Roki Goto. I went four and a half on that one, Alex. Oh, sorry, but co-main the, event. Sorry, five stars. That was the main event <laughs> in my heart. <clears throat> co-main event Tetsuya Naito defeats Tomiro Ishii. I went four and three quarters on it. It was awesome, 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 awesome. I I liked their. U.S. tournament match a little bit better, and that's why I didn't go the five. But this match was freaking awesome. Watching Naito getting beat up and just laughing. <laughs> I mean, he's so sadistically crazy. And and Ishii, my God, Ishii, once again, it has all these things, and you're just like, God, why can't this guy get a push? Yep. I put in my notes, Ishii might be the best wrestler to never hold the IWGP championship. This was brutal. They were well calculated with each other. Physical battle and another epic chapter to this rivalry. I thought this was just beautiful. Naito was wide awake um, into uh, this match here. But who was really awake that was showing charisma was Tomohiro Ishii. Um, that's uh, why I gave this match so much, you know, uh, such a high credit. This was a, another tremendous match. They put on five stars. It's what they do. Like I said last year, it, it, to me, that was the rivalry of the year with how many matches that, that Ishii and Tetsuya Naito had in 2017. Um, you know, I, I, I put it up there with, you know, any of the Okada feuds. But with this one, uh, you know, this was just another tremendous chapter. Um, and again, just Ishii was just on point uh, just as a character. Him saying, you know, you could sense that he wanted and needed to be Tetsuya Naito. 
but that Destino, uh, out of the reversal from the Brain Buster, was awesome. And then, of course, getting that second one for the win. Tremendous, tremendous. And then the main event, yes, I would give four and a half stars. Um, and then, like I mean, like we said, Omega and Goto, I went four and a half. This is a really good match. Um, yes. But that the, the match before that just really blew my mind with how great that was. I think they, they lived up to the challenge, though, of following that match. I, I think they went yeah, with their own point. style. Uh, Omega just was just fast-paced early on. He was getting all his bleep in uh, for sure. Uh, you know, him diving off the railing was insane, um, nailing and, and, and hitting Goto. Uh, but, of course, the counters and the elbow strikes at the <laughs> end with the 20, tr- with the 20 trillion V-triggers uh, was good. And like and I said, Goto was phased. He looked tired and he looked beat, which, of course, he thus did. The, the back body drop or whatever on the bleacher or the body slam on the yeah. bleacher was disgusting. Like, they went Goto's the holding his they leg. Went, they went a Hiromu <laughs> route. I even have it highlighted. Yeah, body slammed on the bleachers. Wow. And then he dived onto him. It was so cool. That was and then so they had cool. chops after chops. But, yes, I, I thought night four was one of the better nights minus the uh, the first match of that night. Um, then we get um, the, the night five. Jay White defeats Michael Elgin. I went three and three quarters on this one. What do you think? Well, I, I had three and three quarters as well. I, I thought they had really good chemistry. Um, the chops by Elgin, um, kudos to White for, for taking each and every one and saying, oh yes, God. sir, may I have another? Um, uh, no, I, I, I thought these two were great. If only one of them had a strap, I, I wouldn't mind seeing these two in a feud, whatever that means in New Japan standards. But, uh, no, I, th- I thought these two were great. Um, that Uranagi um, mm-hmm. from Jay White. It's like that moving rock bottom. I, I love that move. Hell, I just like saying Uranagi. Uh, but that Kiwi Crusher um, onto the floor from the apron, I thought uh, Michael Elgin's like whole leg was shattered. But a, a <laughs> great match. I, I thought Elgin had it a few times, but uh, good heel win for sure for Jay White. Uh, I went three and a quarter on Suzuki Yoshihashi. Um, <laughs> I thought it was... Really? Yeah. Were you, were you were you less more? Oh, I, I I was less just because Suzuki looked so bored. He didn't even yeah. get you know his jollies off beating him up. No crowd reaction whatsoever for Hashi. Suzuki was just like, let me just get out. I was gonna go lower, but I love the home stretch with how brutal Suzuki destroyed him to win, and then like yeah. pie faced and just stood there on top of him with his arms. Like, I would, okay, the the ending boosted that match for me because he looked like, get this chump out of my ring. I'm daddy, and I'm yeah. annihilating yeah, this Yeah, that guy. was that's, great. That's why I give it just a little boost. But, yeah, I'm with you. It wasn't that good of a match otherwise. But, like, Ahashi took forever to go on the top rope to hit the blockbuster, and then I had the realization of, oh, my God, he looks and does the same moveset as Marcus Bagwell. Is he the Marcus Bagwell of New Japan Pro Wrestling? As that I said, this match is a dud. But you know what was not a dud before we get to the next match? That beautiful drop kick towards the end by Minoru Suzuki while Hashi was running off the ropes. That was oh, a textbook. 
classic. That, and that was that was part of where his killing of Yoshihashi boosted the match for me. Because <laughs> he was just like, All he right. was on turbo chop and punch mode and kicked. It was, <laughs> oh, it was that was beautiful. I'll give you I'll give you two stars just for the brutal massacre at the end. <laughs> Um, Evil defeats Togi Makabe. I went four and a quarter, Alex. You went higher, didn't you? On on this match, I I probably would agree with the four and a quarter. Uh, Makabe, as Kevin Kelly likes to call him. Um, no, this was good. Evil looked great, though. He's he's so over with the crowd there. I I liked how this was a again how they like to do generational matches, hard hitting. You know, for all. Uh, but that everything is evil uh, at the end was sick. Uh, Makabe, you know, looked rejuvenated, uh, you know, kind of coming in with two wins already into this matchup. But uh, evil, again, kind of getting the, the wins when it counts early and often. Um, this next match, I'm not sure what you went, but I'm, I, I realized through looking at a lot of reviews, I was on the lower end of this match. So I okay. might give this a rewatch because I've seen a lot of people um, – have a full star higher than me. I only went three and a quarter Tanahashi over Bad Luck Folly. What did you think? Um, I, I thought it was serviceable just due to the fact that they got ten over ten minutes in a Bad Luck Folly match, and it was watchable. Um, you know, I, I remember you always pointed out year or G one after G one how Tanahashi always has good matches with Bad Luck Folly, and I thought this was another prime example. Um, of that, you know, they, they told the story, you know, they have the history there, um, you know, of course, with all the interference and whatnot, you know, that, that kind of came about, um, you know, it needed that disqualification ending. But again, to me, it's just like, uh, how much WCW, WWE do we need to go until we say enough already? Uh, but, you know, the outcome was fine. Yeah, I, I, I like the fact that they did the DQ because I was like, cool, finally, the referee had enough of this crap. That was awesome. Yeah. Go Red Shoes. Um, a lot, I've seen a lot of people four, four and a quarter on it, so that's why I want to rewatch it because, wow. you know, I'm a guy. I don't know about that, Hyde, but. And, and that's why I'm I'm like, well, now, mind you, when I was watching this today, I was making the commercial blocks and, you know, dealing with everything we dealt with earlier, so I was a little preoccupied. Um, mm-hmm. But as somebody who's a big proprietor of, of somebody who really thinks Bad Luck Folly is one of the best big men ever, um, I want to give this another watch yeah. for that reason. Uh, I went four and a half, though, on the main event. Okada finally getting the W over Adam Page. I thought this was awesome. I thought Adam Page continues to show out in this tournament. Mm-hmm. He looked strong. Uh, Balloon Okada making an appearance, except these times they looked uh, a little bit more phallic-like. <laughs> this this time want... he was shooting helium balloons into the crowd. I'm like, what is going on? There's sperm flying around. <laughs> Yellow sperm. I was confused. And here's the other the thing least, is, but... he didn't have Gato with him, and he won. Does that never happen? I'm... You know, he loses the first two matches, and he stops, and Gato doesn't come with him this time, and he wins. Like, I, it, I might just be looking into this too much, but it's just like, what are they doing with uh, with little Kazu? I don't get it. I'm excited. I, I don't think anybody gets what's happening with the Okada character, not even Okada. Uh, his, the shirt is even wacky, the Chaos shirt, so many colors. 
Uh, but, you know, as well as his hair. But, yeah, the balloon thing, <laughs> balloon Okada, the balloon maker, I have no idea what's going on. But those phallic-like balloons were, were quite interesting, especially in certain <laughs> angles that the camera had them. But, uh, no, this was a good match. Adam Page looked like he belonged there yes. against the Rainmaker, against the, the current ace of the product. Uh, my only problem with the match, why, you know, I was a little underwhelmed, is I thought – Adam Page, I, they didn't really give him a shot towards the final stretch where I thought he was going to pull off a victory. I think it was kind of, you know, kind of said that Okada was going to get the win, which is fine. You know, in a perfect world, you know, Okada was not going to go 0-3. But in my world, I really wanted Page to get that victory. And and I think that's what I liked about it is they, they told the perfect story to me where Page – Got as far as he could, but he's just not experienced enough to to win that home stretch. And he still match. came up on top. He still yep. came up on top, no matter what. He he looked yep. and, tremendous. And that's why I did the four and a half. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was it was fun. Page and you know I we're gonna talk about Page again in a minute here. Um, but uh, then we got night six. Um, I went three and a half again. Toriyama defeats Kota Ibushi. This was fun. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Fun. Great wrestling match. This was a yeah. It was just fun. Yano continues to wrestle this tournament. He hit like a push off belly to belly assisted suplex. Like this dude, this dude could work. I loved how he won too. He chop locks Abushi and then you know kind of rolls him up. Low blow chop lock roll up. Boom. All four turnbuckle pads are off too. Yeah. They, they were just oh, both taking them off, throwing them, in, throwing them at each other. It was, yeah, was, it was a fun match. Uh, Sonata Speaking of wrestling. Was, yeah, I went four and a half on this. This was awesome. The, the how Zack Sabre couldn't get out of the full Nelson. And no. then that crazy stretch with all the pins back and forth into the stare down where Taka Amazing. starts to fan Zack Sabre was tremendous. I uh, this was the Zach uh, Zach uh, Saber of the New Japan Cup. This was uh, him dominating, but also getting frazzled because Sonata put on his singlets because he was countering, he was wrestling, he was matching everything Zach Saber Jr. was. Hell, I think I even seen seen him apply the octopus um, on on old ZSJ there. But this was just. A wonderful back and forth, like you said, that that whole tilt to world submission pin around um, in the in the ring was was beautiful to watch. And then, like you said, Sonata kind of getting that win, um, you know, kind of going into that role for the for the pin was was just a tremendous uh, tremendous uh, showing, if you will, for Sonata, who was looking really damn good and, and looking awake in this G1 tournament. Uh, Tetsuya Naito defeats Juice Robinson. I want another four stars on this one. I I love the spot where he did the up and over and he hurt his hand, to which Naito then ran, and this is where he took over and basically won the match from here, where he hit him with the drop kick, swept the corner, and when he did the spring in drop kick, Juice blocks the face and said it. He just kicks him right in his hand. I loved mm-hmm. that spot. That made so much sense. Um, he ends up countering a couple moves, hits the Destino, gets the victory. Really fun match. Really fun match. What do you think? A tremendous showing from Juice Robinson. Uh, he is showing he can hang with the big dogs. Uh, that is for sure. Cannot big wait dog. for him and Omega. That is for sure. Not that big dog. We know he's way oh, over. 
than that guy. Uh, but uh, the big question out of this match, though, is who wore it better? Uh, Naito's awesome metallic silver suit with the LIJ logo on the breast pocket there, or Juice doing his homage to Kyrie Sane uh, with that pirate look? <laughs> is he supposed to be Christopher Columbus? Gosh, I hope. Or, 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 or no, I think. Or you know what? I think it's supposed to be George Washington because he did it right around the fourth when he won the U.S. title. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Wacky yeah. juice. He's so no, flamboyant. Um, but no, this was a fun match. Good counters. Like I said, just uh, juice looked good. Um, you know, hurt hand and all. But Naito, Naito looked re-energized. He he looked like he was having fun out there. You know, kind of with the youth. Um, and, and, you know, kind of that, you know, ending sequence was amazing. Uh, a lot of kickouts though. That That's my only complaints kind of in the G1. It just seems like kick out after kick out after kick out. Um, but then again, when you've seen as many matches as we have, you can only see, do you think there's been over 120 kickouts so far in the first seven <laughs> days? Potentially, potentially. <laughs> Excuse me. I want to know super kick to kick out ratio in the G1 when it's all said and done. Make it happen, Uh, listeners. Kenny Omega defeats Tama Tonga. I went three and a quarter, and I was being generous because I thought that the two of them worked well together. But the shenanigans just were just too much. Like, it started getting to the point of being too much for me. That makes sense. I like this match, uh, surprisingly, but again, yes, the end result, as obvious as it was, um, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I would say Tonga, the only cool part about this is when he was setting uh, Omega up for the Styles Clash. I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, but Ibushi and, um, and you know, Chase, uh, Chase Owens, Adam Page coming out to try to help get the Samoans out of the ring. So, yeah. Yeah. My and other question was, was, why didn't any of them stay down with Omega when they knew <laughs> the other Samoans were going to be with Tamatanga? And My I think that question. was the one I thought was cool, too, was the, the unity. And I, I marked for the, the the double stable fight, and then Omega's like, let's start the match. And I was, that was cool. That was cool. Um, five stars. Homer, Defeats Hiroki Kono in the main event. I went five stars, Alex. I went the full five on this match. This match kicked ass. This is the kind of match that uh, that I want in my G1s. Like, this mm-hmm. is my G1 match. This was awesome. So good. They made me realize the importance of what this tournament is, especially as two aging warriors with Hiroki Goto and Tomohiro Ishii, uh, you know, kind of showcase here with New Japan. Uh, you know, yes, both have had, held championships, and not only within the company, but elsewhere, uh, you know, especially with Ishii being the Rev Pro Heavyweight Champion at one time. I, I think he lost it recently, but anywho, uh, this tremendous match. I mean, it's everything you expect and want. Um, this, these were just two technically sounded bulldogs, just scrapping it saying whose yard this really is. This was the true battle of the monsters. This was who is the big dog. And thankfully Ishii picked up that W and again, go to try to pull out those moves of doom, man. But Ishii head button, brain buster and getting them woozy. Um, you know, and Ishii getting that, that pickup, that sliding lariat, one of my new favorite moves 
in this you, whole company. You gotta stop saying big dog in the yard. <laughs> Come on. Uh you should you should tweet and apologize to Goto and Ishii for their amazing match it's in the review. He's the stone pit bull. Against the samurai. There you go. He's a dog. <laughs> no, that, that match was tremendous here, 100%. Oh, it was so good. It was so fun. Um, and then we had it's what you want. Seven. Night seven was eh. Um, Yoshihashi defeats Michael Elgin. I went three and a half. I'm just glad they didn't die on whatever the hell they were trying to do with that fisherman buster bump off the mm-hmm. apron. Um, bad luck folly loses to evil. Another disqualification. I went three stars. Um, I might even go lower. Yeah, evil looks uh, good. Evil looks good though, man. He he was putting forth with every BS that the that they were throwing at him. And I think that's the thing is the good until that all happened. And the referee's like, I'm not counting anything. He's like, forget all this crap. Yep. And what I like, <laughs> Nino came out and helped his boy and was taken out, which, which set it up. Because that sets up for uh, for night eight. Because they're working exactly. at eight, so I thought it was a great idea. Um, Minoru Suzuki gives Jay White his first loss. I went three and three quarters on it. I know a lot of people were lower than me on that one. This is one that I think I was a little high on. But same feeling at the end of this match that I did with Suzuki Yoshihashi is Minoru Suzuki looked utterly dangerous and disgusting yes. the way he finished Jay White. Like He put he him in what, place. That was awesome. Uh, Tanahashi defeated Adam Page. I went three and three quarters on this one, too. I thought this was fun. I loved the Tanahashi nod to Adam Page at the end here. I, I had Adam Page winning this match, which I got wrong, but mm-hmm. I, I thought that it was it was a great little subtle, here you go, dude, uh, with that one. I watched the UK match um, that was on the uh, New Japan World. I liked that match quite a bit. Um, I thought that was a little bit superior than the the G1 match they had, but this was fun. I just, again, felt a little underwhelmed. I wanted more, if that made sense. I wanted, like, Um, five more minutes. And then I'm definitely on the high point of this, apparently. Uh, I went four and a quarter Okada against Makabe. I I love the facials from Togi Makabe as he's trying to kill Okada, and Okada once again just outlasts the aging veteran. And, you know, is he's the ace. And he's, once again, he comes out without Gato, and he gets the mm-hmm. victory. Uh-oh, foreshadowing. And also, yeah. I could totally tell the remix now, the music. I'm like, oh, he's turning crazy <laughs> with balloons. It's weird. Balloons, balloons. It, it was a fine a... match, for sure, but. Uh, real quick, coming up next show, we, we got a we got a couple that we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about. Uh, July twenty sixth, we get Ishii and Zack Saber, Tamatanga, Tetsuya Naito, Hiroki Goto, Toriano, Juice Robinson, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi, Sonata. That should be awesome. Uh, on the twenty seventh, we get Jay White, Bad Luck Fale, Evil Hangman Page, Michael Elgin, Minoru Suzuki. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Togi Makabe, and Kazuchika Okada against Yoshihashi. And then on the 28th, um, Tamatanga, Zack Sabre Jr., Juice Robinson, Toru Yano, Tetsuya Naito against Hiroki Goto, 
Kenny Omega against Sonata. And if anything in history tells us, because we already saw it with this man in Naito and this man in Goto, this may be better than the five-star Goto match. Kota Ibushi against Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, this my might be gosh. the match of the tournament. This might oh. be the match of the tournament. <laughs> I can't. There's somebody over on the, at the Voices of Wrestling wrote an article about the blood. It, it's called, like, Bloodlust, the rivalry that is Ishii Ibushi. Um, like hyping this match on the twenty eighth for them. It's, wait, I can't they have wait for a rivalry them. for real? These guys have wrestled like, like never cross paths. They wrestled like three or four G ones in a row, and they're always like five star matches. They yeah. seem like they would contradict each other's styles. Is that why it works? It, it's just <laughs> yeah. So we, I'm we, gonna I, be in for a treat. Is what you're saying? Oh yeah, I can't wait for that show. Then there's another show Sunday the thirtieth too, but uh. Yeah, it says blood from a stone pit bull. Uh, let me, I'll pull up this article real quick here for you before we let y'all go. Uh, put over, uh, you can read this at voice or uh, voicesofwrestling.com is where this is on. Also, don't forget a- to send me birthday wishes this Friday, uh, July 27th, on our Twitter at WrestleCast underscore SSM. <laughs> so. It's not loading on my computer, so I apologize. But uh, yeah, check it out. It's 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 a big, it's a nice nice piece about the the history of uh, of Bushi and uh, Ishi and just their amazing matches that they've had. That once again make this one of my most anticipated matches of the tournament. Um, also, guys, if you're looking for something to watch, go on New Japan World. Watch some of these old matches. Find the dates and look them up. Um, they're easy to navigate on the computer now. Uh, not as much on the Fire Stick, but yeah, go go to town, look it up on there. But uh, that's all we got tonight. That was a great show. Nice little late night fun show. Alex. And it wasn't three hours, even though yeah. those are great. Yeah, yeah. This Well, we didn't have news and rumors this week. It was just, we got results to cover, and let's just knock it out. And they <laughs> you know? still got like 45 minutes, which is crazy. Yeah, but... unintentionally. Um, big but in fact, to- I would say, is that the story of the week? Yeah, Over I think that's the story. Yeah, can't argue that. Uh, big cages coming up here for all you guys at Strong Style Media. We will keep you in the loop as we figure them out. But uh, as August rolls on, look for some bigger and better things. Alex, I'm excited. We will keep this momentum going. Hopefully this week yes. we'll figure out a time where we can come to you and give you our uh, mid-year match of the year awards or um, season or mid-year awards. So I'm going to power with Alex in the next couple of days and maybe we'll see Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if we can put something uh, together this week for you guys. Otherwise we will be in touch with it for now. Thank you all for listening. Episode 83 WrestleCast radio. We are out. Catch y'all the mouse sportscast radio. <laughs>